Comet in your head. Season two. I love, I love your vibes tonight. Happy Wednesday, friends. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, friends. I love it. We are live. Happy are. Wednesday, friends. <laughs> Welcome back to Aquarius Behavior. It's us. <laughs> it's the best friends podcast, Clearly. you guys. Um, it is the best friends podcast. And if you're tuning in for the first time, <laughs> welcome. This is normally the intro is smoother than that, Ooh, but this is already it's gonna be a chaotic mm-hmm. episode. It's be a sh- yet again. Shit show. It's an explicit episode. <laughs> what is the it is an explicit episode. It's the fourth Wednesday of the month. Yep. And everybody knows. That it's an explicit episode and we're going to rant about Jane Austen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this week we're yelling about Pride and Prejudice yeah. Part 2. You don't fucking know that. What the hell are yeah, you doing Like, there? welcome. What's going on, guys? You guys, we love you. Um, That's Morgan over there. And we could not even start I'm... with the intro because we've been like trying to not make eye contact about Pride and Prejudice this whole time. Yeah. It's been a lot. Uh, but yeah, welcome. So yeah. this is Aquarius Behavior, mm-hmm. a best friends podcast. Yeah, guys. I'm your co-host, Morgan. I am Samantha, the other co-host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're here every Wednesday. We invite you to hang out with us. Yeah. Take in out. our chaotic storytelling. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Um, <laughs> low-key learning. High quality, High quality audio. audio. That's the ab pod promise. It sure is, you guys. It's uh, yeah. This is the solid start to the <sighs> episode where we get to yell about Pride and Prejudice and just how many feelings we had about I like Lizzie's journey. I can't. And yeah, the ladies and I love I love the end of this book so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't even today. So what's everybody drinking, mm-hmm. first of yeah. all? Yeah. Uh, opening ceremonies. What do you got? So I am walking, rocking, mm. <clears throat> rocking yeah. uh, Waterloo. It's a new beverage in my world, so my mouth is not used mm-hmm. to saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're rocking a peach one today. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot my water bottle at home. And so I had to drive places. And it was like 42 mm-hmm. minutes. I did mm-hmm. the math because I was like, wow, I've been without my water bottle for a really long time. I left it at my house. So thank you for the refreshments and You're so yeah, hydration. What do you? Hey, we buy you? it We buy it in bulk. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Costco. Buy it in bulk. That's how we do it out here in the suburbs of the Midwest. That's right. Buy in bulk. Got to stock up for the winters. What you got to go? I have a Diet Mountain Dew today, which is such a treat because we haven't been buying this at our house lately. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, there happens to be a bottle in my fridge. And so I get to have this. And as you know, I had a very early start to my day. So I'm just like rocking the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to having a nap. But also I have been looking forward to talking about you know, Pride and Prejudice. And so, <gasps> yeah, it's nothing, ugh. nothing can dampen my excitement for this episode today. I was listening to it in my car on my way here and I was so dehydrated and yet so enthralled and entraptured with the last few <laughs> bits of the book. Yes. As I was like, oh, I've never been hydrated in my life. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So if you are tuning in for the first time, this is part two of the Pride and Prejudice book nook. And so if you haven't listened to part one, go do that. Go do that first. And if you if you don't know Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, if you haven't read it, 
you don't know anything about it, that's okay. Yeah. You don't need to. Spoiler alert. We're going to tell you everything about it. And so, all of our feelings. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah. So go listen to that episode first. Pride and Pre- Book Nook, Pride and Prejudice, part one. Yeah. And then come back here and then we'll talk about the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it gets hot. And now that everyone is here that is ready for spoilers and mm-hmm. to wrap your heart around Pride and Prejudice. Morgan, how did you take in this session of Pride and Prejudice? Mm-hmm. What was your experience with the second half of this book? The second half of this book is a ride. It's busy. Like, people get busy mm-hmm. in the second half of this book. Because the first half is... I love the first half of this because the first half is just like... It's the romantic part of the book. It's just like, oh, we're meeting everybody and just Mm -hmm. everyone's having feelings. And it's just all these really big feelings and first impressions. And yeah, it's just a lot of like romance, too, for me in general, because it's a lot of Regency era um, kind of social life. And so it's just if I which I find fascinating. And so like for me, reading the first part is just like romantic in general as a Mm -hmm. reader, because I get to just read about parties and, uh, you know, what am I wearing? And what are they wearing? And oh, we (laughs) glanced at each other. It's just all so hot. We went (laughs) ribbon shopping together. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so quaint and like small, tiny, you know, 1800s energy. Regency era where like it was a huge town to them, but still it was so small. And sometimes all that you had to do was take a turn about the lane and then come back Mm -hmm. home or run down a hill. Mm -hmm. You guys remember we don't have Internet. Just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind as we talk about all of... There's some letter writing that happening that happens in the second half of this book. There, there's some. Mm-hmm. Ugh, sorry, okay, you were in the yes, middle of saying what, what your experience yeah. was. No, with the second what, half of this book so, and the romanticness. Well, yeah, and that and that's what it is. Is then in the second half, you know, we get to see the follow through on everything <laughs> yeah. that's been building up in the first half. You know, <laughs> classic, great writing, Jane. Yeah, way you to go. did it. Mm-hmm. So we come back and. My gosh. First of all, continuing to be flirty as fuck up in here. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, there's just the more <sighs> we get to spend more time. I'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it. And oh, my gosh. It's like, ooh, oh, my. A little, a little shimmy right there. Yeah. Just like, you know, just all of the the little small intimate gatherings yeah. and getting to know Darcy more. Yes. Wow. And all the wondering like what is going on and why is he acting this way? Mm-hmm. He could he he's acting like he likes me, but he couldn't possibly. That makes but no he does. sense. Yes. We get okay. so much more Mr. Collins <laughs> content. We get more so much Lady more of that. Catherine de Berg in this con- or in this half. It's just I'm saying all the oh. things that we need to touch on. So pick yes. pick your favorite, Morgan. Okay, What's, so what I road do we to, want to delve down first? I have to start. I have to start here. I have to start with Darcy first okay. because there's a couple. Okay, mm. so there's a couple really interesting things that happen here. So. And I also have to talk about something. I got I to gotta rant about something. 
Okay, I'm ready. Because it's been on my heart and I have to rant about it. Okay. Okay. So I also have, you know, people that I have watched Pride and Prejudice with who are not avid Austin yeah. readers or you know watchers They're unfamiliar with the content yeah but i'm like mm-hmm. hey you know mm-hmm. this is a movie and it takes place it's in a the story that era. lots of people have heard about yeah and so they'll watch it and a part i think of the movie that gets made fun of a lot the 05 one with kira knightley and matthew mcfadden yeah is when Elizabeth, my cat. Jojo is like crawling She's, around me. Okay, I'm so I'm, distracted right now. So you guys, I need to as pause. Morgan has been talking, <laughs> Jojo has been slowly creeping behind her oh pillows behind her and Hi. trying to get onto the window shelf behind her. And Jojo just jumped and did a little bit of like a Mufasa moment at the top of the shelf and then fell back onto Morgan. Oh my gosh, she is wow. fully rubbing her face yeah. on the microphone right now. It's, it's a, She's like really into this. It's She has been into uh. podcasts. Lounge Hi, baby. time recently. I'm just oh, I'm you guys so in love with her. She's hug, adorable. Hug oh, your thing you. that gives you pet vibes. Okay, if you have a pet. Okay, Remus is also here. <sighs> Excuse us. Yeah. Okay. It's a chaotic day, like we said. <sighs> Darcy. Okay. Darcy. So Darcy. so okay. So the part in the O5 movie, mm-hmm. right? So that when Elizabeth goes and she visits Pemberley for the first time yes. with her aunt and uncle, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And her cousin. Mm-hmm. And so like they're going to Pemberley. First of all, I love she this. She thinks that she's just going on vacation with her aunt and uncle to yeah. the Lake District to just frolic around and have a feeling and yes. whatever, whatever. So first of all, I love mm-hmm. this whole Regency era concept of you're just like having a picnic with your family and you're like, hey, there's a super big house over here that this rich guy lives in. Do you want to go see if we can just go walk around his house? He's not home right now. I'm pretty sure. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Let's go look at their stuff. Strange to me. Let's look <laughs> so- at their stuff. But I also love it because, yeah. you know, okay, you and I are very into real estate. And so we <sighs> do love to like... Oh look at houses or sometimes we're driving down the road spend some time looking at those photos and it's just like look at this like we're very into that and so um i'm also like very into that idea it just seems so strange to me but i'd love to bring that back Mm -hmm. like if i'm just you know if i'm around lake harriet or something and i'm just like wow look at that house yeah can i just go Can I just go walk around the bedrooms? Like, how big's your bathroom? Do you have a bidet in there? Is there a Can bidet? I go look? <laughs> like, what do you do? Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's rude wild. that people who have beautiful homes filled with beautiful possessions won't let people just knock on their door anymore. <laughs> to be in this, it's too bad because I do love I love the concept. Okay. And back in the Regency era, this was allowed. Can you imagine today, Morgan? Because here, because here's like, let me give you yeah. like a real. Because this is also these are the things mm-hmm. that like went through my brain as I'm listening to this segment. Yeah. Yes. This time around. So I'm going to tell you why we came here. So the feedback I often get from people who don't like immerse themselves with Austin or aren't like super familiar with her is like, wow, that's such a weird part of the movie because it's a very quiet part of the movie, to be fair. Yeah. And it's just music. You don't know. There's a lot of 
Okay. There's no exposition. So you just don't know like mm-hmm. what Elizabeth's thinking, what's going through your head. So you just see her walking around this super big house and this dude has a bunch of this stuff and all of the servants like him. And she's like, damn, this house is tight and I love to live here. <laughs> Like she's he's got a bunch of money. Like this putting is putting awesome. herself into the home. Yeah. yeah. And Ugh. sometimes people make fun of it, I've heard, and are like, oh, she's such a gold digger at that point. And here's what I gotta say about that. No. Mm-hmm. That sure is one perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, for me, especially this time around, I really felt it where this is the first time when Elizabeth goes to Pemberley, she realizes that she's totally made a mistake and she has misunderstood who Darcy is Mm -hmm. and she made the mistake of labeling him before she got to know him and now she's embarrassed and now she's embarrassed because she realizes she has labeled this man before she's really gotten to know him and she's like oh fuck yeah because the thing about this estate and that really caught my attention this time reading this book at Pemberley when we're at Pemberley they just do a Jane does such an incredible job of laying down these tiny little breadcrumbs yes throughout the novel and I see it a lot when we're talking about the Mr. and Mrs. Bennett her parents okay and like they talk about how their marriage works you know she's the one who does the bills and takes care of the home and usually the husband is the one who can make the money and so really in order to run a large estate like that you need two people like you need to have a partnership because it's so much work and so yeah that's and that's the thing is like you have a staff and so even elizabeth and her parents Like, we get these breadcrumbs of how their household is run. You know, they have a few servants and, you know, but they also don't live in this huge grand house. And so going to Pemberley, you know, they talk about the grandeur and they talk about just how well kept things are. But that also she makes a point of saying, like, it's not tacky, though. Like, it's extremely tastefully done. Mm-hmm. And we've already been to Lady Catherine de Bourgh's house where that mess extravaganza <laughs> just like barf is yeah. what I want to say. Yeah. Like, you know, it's that person, I think, who does all the trendy things and switches their decor out, you know, mm-hmm. all at the three same times time, a year. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they do. Yeah, you're right. And they just but they just keep adding on. But they don't they actually onto it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like Lady Catherine de Bourgh. And Plus, it looks like a museum because of all the antiques. Like I'm just imagining yes. all of the old paintings on the walls and the tapestries and the rugs and the just the fancy, just the Too card much. tables and Too side much. tables and more chairs and other yeah. tables over here for cards. Yep. Yeah, it's a cluttering, it's a cluttering of furniture. Yes. yes. And that was so it's so it's interesting how Austin lines that up and mm-hmm. very intentional mm-hmm. because we're meant to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and just and then go to Pemberley. And where, how that's put on a pedestal. Uh, and so how different. it is, yeah, it's tranquil. It's peaceful there yep. for her. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's she, classic. Mm-hmm. It's tasteful. And it's just calm and she looks out and she's like also this is massive like for somebody to 
run all of this and also be because he takes care of Georgiana, his younger sister. So it's just like, oh, my gosh, he's essentially a single dad yeah running this huge estate Mm -hmm. and so like he must have a bunch of servants who are extremely hard workers who must trust him because also loyal people because also you couldn't get a team of people to do such an extraordinary job and also care so much yes you can tell that he's beloved and so that was just the thing Mm -hmm. that caught my attention this time reading because as I have like I've grown up like we've talked about watching these movies yeah and so I haven't done Mm -hmm. as much of reading the books and so to notice the detail in the book and how much more it meant for me understanding uh to be able to read Elizabeth's inner monologue as she's walking through the house because like these are all the thoughts she has it's like oh my gosh I like, all of these people who have known her, like, this servant has known him since he was a baby. Yeah. So this is, and this is somebody who's just raving about him and just seems to have so much respect and loyalty towards him. So that was a really interesting point for me in the book. And also, yeah. I fell in love with Darcy in a whole other way because, oh, girl, I agree. Yeah. As, <clears throat> for me, as a 34-year-old lady... There is nothing sexier than a man who takes care of himself, mm-hmm. like knows what he wants, yep. sets appropriate boundaries, yeah. and like wants a partner to just be a part of that. Yeah. And nay, just a person in general. And build because, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. Just a person in general. So it's also for me, yeah, just as I get older, this book gets sexier and sexier it really does just, can you just imagine the silence of okay we're just gonna be lizzie for a like, second whoa. okay we're walking <laughs> through and the silence is so deafening besides the distant nature sounds and you're looking at the piano that he bought his sister and you're just in enthraptured in in enthraptured is the word that i think that i'm gonna go with mm-hmm. just your inability to undo all of the words that you guys said to each other that we haven't talked about yet, but I most ardently admire and love you. Um, those are that that is so sexy. And for those words to echo into her mind as she's standing in the silence of mm-hmm. this house, I'm miming being trapped in a box because yeah. it would feel a little bit suffocating realizing that she has completely misunderstood everything about him, that he didn't actually think that her family was shit or, you know, well, a little bit. And that I mean, the obviously they are. Yeah, like, right? <laughs> They annoy the crap out of you and they annoy the crap out of everyone. Yeah. Like, sorry. But just hearing those words ring in your mind as you are lost in thought about this man that you have rejected out outright and with no abandon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be fair for Elizabeth, though, I mean... I so here's the thing we have feelings about Darcy his behavior is faceted there's some layers to it okay yeah (laughs) I will also say (laughs) I need I love 
Elizabeth Bennett. And mm-hmm. I think, it, okay, so she is one of, she's Jane Austen's most recognizable heroine. Yeah. And there is a reason for that because she's a fucking spitfire and she is so relatable. Yeah. Like everyone can relate to her, I think, in some kind of way, either like you wish there was a part of you that was brave and dangerous like she was. And also like one of the best, I think, lines that Jane Austen does is I will be mistress of myself. That line, I Mm. just, oh, yeah, like I will control myself. Mm -hmm. I will act in a way that honors me and I will be truthful yeah it's just it's that was powerful for me and so I relate to Elizabeth for sure because she girl just she tends to jump to conclusions she's quick to fire Mm -hmm. um you know (laughs) she got she can go to zero to eight pretty quickly (laughs) and it's like she's in fight mode like right away she tends to armor up and just go whoa hands on (laughs) hips there is a slight (laughs) offense there and she's oh she's fucking sassy and i love that immediately Mm -hmm. and so you know i gotta i just gotta say i can see why she acted the way she did yeah i it's (laughs) not the best It's not the best. You know, there's notes for both <clears throat> sides, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Notes but, for both sides. You know, <sighs> from <laughs> one wild heart to another. <laughs> I love, I love Lizzie. Love her. Love her. And and it, this is also a moment, though, where she grows. Because yeah. also, like, that's what it signifies for me, Pemberley, and, like, why it was so significant also, like, this time for me reading it. Because I just realized, like, whoa, Like, this is a huge turning point in the book because it's her realizing, like, oh, my behavior Mm. was a bit rash. And I (laughs) was acting in a way that I really wish I hadn't because I didn't have all the facts. Like, I kind of was a little bit of a (laughs) know-it-all. And turns out... I was wrong (laughs) about everyone. (laughs) And being confronted with all of that in like how it's presented room by room. And then we get midway through. Oh, my God. This journey. (laughs) She's having this realization. (laughs) I can only imagine what kind of feelings because I have totally been. I've been in this situation lots of times. Again, I think everybody. This is just like a human thing. Yeah. We're like we all make mistakes. We're all wrong about something. Mm -hmm. Sometime. In some way or another. And like those moments bring on shame. Yeah. They bring on sadness. They bring on regret. Like just so many icky feelings that when I feel, I like to be alone with those feelings. I don't want anyone else around. Yeah. I'm busy. (laughs) I'm busy. There is a a conference in session. That's right. (laughs) With all of my least favorite feelings. Okay, and so like Lizzie is probably like I imagine her yeah walking through like you said room to room in Pemberley just looking at all these amazing things and this dude that she's been wrong about and thought was a total creep actually like super has his shit together and turns out is like the cat's meow yeah for real skis yeah and she's like oh no and she's also been getting to know him and knows that he's a little bit of a snarky bastard and she 
fucking loves, loves it. that. She loves oh, it. It makes her oh. so mm-hmm. hot. It's her like, radar is up. Like they're flirting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. you two get out of room. That's right. They should. Well, they're eventually. Gonna. They're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's just she's been having because she's been having fun. Turns out she's been getting to know him and they have been engaging in some witty banter. And yeah. she's like, she's learned, oh, my gosh, he's funny. Like, we actually have a very similar sense of humor. Like, we are both snarky and we're both observant. And we both have the same, like, social standards. But we're private about it. Interesting. But I can't like him because he's a tool. But turns out he's not. God dang it. So uh-huh. it's all just very, I just love that. And I just love the whole thing. And so you're ha- she's having all these private feelings where she's just feeling yucky and is probably maybe thinking like, thank God no one's here and I just can be alone, you know, like you said, with the sounds of the nature. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Darcy's there. And my stomach I, just fall my into my butt. <laughs> butt would clench so hard. <sighs> I oh my God. wouldn't be able to breathe. And it would be one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. thank goodness that the person in this room can't hear the feelings and the thoughts that I was having in my head just now about this very subject that is occurring. That is a TBM for sure. A tight butthole moment. It's a tight butthole moment. That's a TBM. Because also, I mean, think about, think about this situation. Okay, yeah, like I'm ready. We're at, like you're Elizabeth Bennett. Okay, you've been traveling all day. You've been outside. You've been walking around. There's no air conditioning right now. Okay, you're out in the country, so you're like in a buggy with your aunt and your uncle. You have a picnic lunch with you, okay? You've probably been walking. You've been walking around outside. Your hair's a fluff. Your hair is frizzy. You yeah. don't have your diffuser with you. No. You There's... don't have your roll-on no. deodorant. There's... You didn't bring a dryer sheet. <laughs> dryer sheet? It's probably humid. <gasps> Brilliant. <laughs> it's probably humid, you know? So this is what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you're all up in this stuff, and you're just around your aunt and uncle, so you're like, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. They still have to love me. I don't okay. care. Yeah. You probably have mud on your shoes and your dress because you've been walking yep. around. Your dress is flushed. Wet. You were out in the morning, so it was probably damp still. She's and probably like, sweaty. Mm-hmm. She probably has There's pit a stains. Glisten. Oh, a hundred percent. Glisten. More than that. Mm-hmm. Samantha. A glimmer. You know. You know the struggle of the heat. A glimmer. And the humidity. Okay. Yes. And I do too. You've seen my frizzy hair. It's a lot. So, you know, all of this is happening and she's feeling really gross and she Mm -hmm. just wants to go home and write in her diary and cry and take a nap. Yeah. And maybe have a snack. Yeah. That's all she wants to do at this point. And she's thinking about it as she's walking through this beautiful house and thinking, dear God, I've made the biggest mistake of my life. There's no going back. Let's just soak in (laughs) all of our mistakes. This guy like a tool. And so then he walks in. (sighs) I'm so embarrassed. It's just... And, like, why am I in your fucking house? I'm in your fucking house right now. Hi. Like... Hi. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my aunt and uncle were in the neighborhood and we just wanted to check out your giant house and walk around your yard mm-hmm. and look at all of your items, none of which are ours um, or any of our business. And now you found me here staring off into out the window mm-hmm. on the estate looking at and now you're behind me. I would, I probably would audibly gasp. I would probably audibly inhale and then shrivel. I think that's, that would be the feeling that I had. Literally the worst. It's literally it's mortifying. Ugh. Like, this is the most mortifying thing. You're in my and house. the way, like, Darcy, oh my gosh, he's so sweet. He's so sweet about it. And his character is so much more softened at Pemberley. Before he finds her, oh my can goodness. you imagine him sneak knocking up yeah. the stairs, being like, ha, 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 I saw their carriage outside. I know Elizabeth is here. Ah, 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 ah. And then he like gathers himself before he turns the corner to walk in and so that he gets to see her shrivel like she does. <laughs> okay. So, and I have to say, okay, so my favorite... <laughs> Okay, my favorite scene of this that I've seen is from the BBC miniseries with Colin Firth. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is he like comes back to Pemberley on his horse and he's been riding. And so he just like stops by his pond. He knows because he doesn't know anyone's at his house. That's right. He just thinks nobody's there. That's right. And he's like, oh, I'm home early and like I've got so much time, whatever. So he's fucking hot. He's all sweaty. And so he's just like, oh, I'll just stop by my pond and my horse can take a little breather and. Then he just starts taking off his shirt and his boots and he goes for a swim. He's just got to go so for a swim. So it's even more embarrassing because he shows up wet <laughs> with like his shirt unbuttoned. And so it's even more like so. And I think about that and just the fact that like, you know, touching hands touching in Regency era was like, oh, you know, second base. And yeah. so like that was second base. Yeah. And so, you know, to just have your crush walk in and they're dripping wet, like a third, you know, maybe a fourth of the way undressed, it's still like, um, hello. Oh my. Uh, like, I was just over here looking at your piano. You were not expecting this. This is so weird. A puddle is forming under. <laughs> Why the fuck is this happening? And he's just like such. A fucking cool person about yeah. it. And he's just so personable and he's really kind about it mm-hmm. and like genuinely also like Hospitable. stoked that she's yeah. there. Yeah. And he hurries the fuck up and he's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like his, what's going on in his mind, I imagine. All right, Darcy, like, keep it tight. All right. Let's keep it tight. Come here on. we go. <sighs> this girl that you really like is here. You've only got one shot, man. Don't fuck this up. Go yep. take a shower. Go, go. Really <laughs> quick. Don't let her get away. So. Okay, so that was where I know we spent a lot of time talking about that. And, you know, our listeners, if you hated it, hopefully you skipped it. Now you're at this part. Morgan, we're not apologizing to (sighs) listeners anymore because you guys are here because you love us and we love you. And you're here to yell about Pride and Prejudice and probably listen to this twice because, I mean, there were so many minutes ago that we were talking about a dryer sheet and I still need to come back to it later. So really had. Yeah. So that's when you asked me and I was just like, well, here we go. Yeah. Because. 
it's Pemberley. It's Pemberley. Just, it's like it's Ugh. beautiful too. It's a significant part of the book. It is, and people so don't understand that part, and it's Ugh. not easy to translate into no. a movie. And that is most of most people experience it through the movie. Yeah. And I didn't understand that until I read the book and heard Elizabeth's internal monologue of her whole journey Same of things. understanding. And then now we're put in this ridiculous situation at the. It's like the. It's like the exclamation mark at the end of the story of you know this section i would say the segment of the story of just like and mm-hmm. now yeah. we get to like sweetly start intertwining these two storylines and now we mm-hmm. get to see them as the reader through each other's eyes which mm-hmm. is really lovely i just i love it yeah, yeah it's just the part of the book every time i read it every time i watch the movie it's always the part I build up to, and I just understand it more and more as time goes by. <sighs> I appreciate you, Jane. Yeah. I also love just what a lit time Mr. Gardner had at Pemberley, because essentially Darcy's like, ooh, I got to keep Elizabeth here as long as possible. So he's like, yo, buddy, do you want to do some, you know, hunting? You want to do the whatever? And come it's like, fishing anytime come you want. Fishing. Just check it out. Whatever. Come on over. And it was, Bud. it's just like, I can just imagine like being the mm-hmm. aunt or the uncle and like totally knowing that they're not keeping us here because we're exciting. Mm-hmm. But like, honey, go fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go take advantage. Like, go enjoy. He's going to be, you know, everyone now is whispering about like Darcy and Lizzie are in the same room mm-hmm. exchanging words with each other after this. And everyone is making eye contact about the known fact of like, what yes. is their conversation? Are they more than friends? No one knows. It's a secret so far. Well, and let me tell you that. This is another thing where Tell I, I totally agree, and I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, about Mr. Gardner and Darcy entertaining him. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you brought that up because yeah. you're totally right, and that is a great part. Because for me, also as a lady uh, who is in a mature relationship now, yes, um, I love when my partner goes and entertains somebody that I love. Like, when yeah. they make an effort, that's another thing. We're like, you realize, I think that's when I realized I was in a mature relationship. And I'm like, whoa, you, like, actually care about getting to know this person just because they're related to me? Yeah. And, like, you care about caring for them yeah. and, like, want to do nice things for them. It's like, you know, their love just reaches out. And you start feeling the tingles. You. Yeah, the tendrils. It's like... That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, that's a huge turn on. Yeah. Lizzie seeing Mr. Gardner be wined and dined by Darcy. Yeah. And like, oh, my gosh, you're being so nice. And like you're putting forth this big effort to be like she knows how awkward he feels in social situations. And then here he is making small talk with people just because they're her fucking relatives. And they're not even like. Her mom and dad, these are like distant relatives. This is an aunt and uncle. Like, they kind of don't matter, but they do. And like, Darcy is dripping oh. rich. Like, he's dripping rich in Regency era. Oh, like, yeah. He's like, it's just, it's, he's big. It's insane to calibrate. I was watching a YouTube video once about just like the disparity of like what 
normal what Lizzie might be and then what watch a YouTube video about like like oh, what their actual worth like net worth was and how truly Darcy it's like inappropriate how much money he had mm. and even Pemberley like could have been so much more audacious in a different way like you were saying like sure. Lady Catherine de Bergs. yeah um, but it's classy and understated hey Abpod listeners hope you're feeling groovy and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram to see weekly episode updates and behind-the-scenes podcast pictures? Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. I want to quick just holla at Mr. Gardner um, because that's so true, Morgan. Mm. When someone you love takes time or efforts to entertain or connect with someone else lizzie seeing mr gardner be wined and dined and fished here we go you guys i just love that like the last whole couple paragraphs of this chapter is all mr gardner mr gardner mr gardner and the last part it ends with Uh, Mr. Gardner left them soon after breakfast. The fishing scheme had been renewed the day before and a positive engagement made of his meeting some of the gentlemen at Pemberley by noon. Oh my gosh. Like, like, There's actual follow through. That's the thing too. He's not all talk. He's like on his way out the door to go have fun with the boys. And uh, also when my partner goes and makes fun for themselves and goes makes memories with makes their friends plans. and makes, makes their plans own fucking plans and does their own thing. And I get to either be player two or not involved. Yep. No. You guys, it's so much fun to send time away from your partner and then have stories mm-hmm. to tell each mm-hmm. other. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, yes. Go fishing with my uncle. Yes. I'm excited to talk to you when you get back. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have stories about fishing for me. Thank God. Very exciting. And you know what? Because I'm not your PA. I'm your partner. That's right. And so... We're here to make plans together. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to run your social calendar. That's right. There's no time. There's no time, Morgan. <laughs> but she's seeing him and just like, oh, well, my aunt and uncle are going to have a lovely yeah. time while I'm low-key having a crisis over here in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that was the <sighs> thing, too, a difference, like a big difference uh, between Darcy and Wickham because Wickham is full of empty promises and it's always oh well we should do this and like it'd be so lovely to do that one day and oh i have all these dreams and that's kind of romantic at first until you realize that you're just talk yeah it's all just and talk. here darcy is a man of action yeah when he wants and something he substance. gets after it mm-hmm. that's hot that's yeah. some hot regency behavior yeah that's right in the area mm. 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 <laughs> Mm-mm. Regions of area up in here. Uh, can we quick uh, talk about the change? Because then we're going to jump to Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Yeah. But in between. Doesn't have to be quick. You know, it's going to. Take as long as you I'm need. going to yell about it. Can we talk <laughs> about Lizzie finding out that her sister has been essentially heisted away with Wickham? And, like, her uncle has to chase after them. And so Mr. Gardner goes from a really nice time at Pemberley. Is it Mr. Gardner that runs after them? Yes, okay. I believe so. Yeah. So he goes from a really nice fishing weekend to trying to hunt down two idiot kids in London or wherever they are. 
could ruin the family. Just absolutely trash. And the it's trash. It's it's trash. Her choices, (sighs) Lydia running away and doing the thing, and then her parents' reaction. Because Mm -hmm. that's the part that I wanted to talk about. I never paid attention to Mr. and Mrs. Bennett as much until Mm -hmm. this read through. And I thought that the part near the end of one of these chapters was really, really cute. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about how Lizzie's talking to her dad and he's like, can you believe it? Like, this is Lydia. Well, this is what we're going to have to do. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to figure it out. Like, et cetera, et cetera. And then... (laughs) I'm going to read just this part right here. You don't have your book, do you? Please do. No. I don't have it. I have been to blame. I am not afraid of being overpowered by the impression. It It will pass away soon enough. Do you suppose them to be in London? Yes. Where else can they be so well concealed? And Lydia used to want to go to London, added Kitty. She is happy then, said her father dryly. And her residence there will probably be of some duration. Then after a short silence, he continued, Lizzie, I bear you no ill will for being justified in your advice to me last May, which, considering the event, shows some greatness of mind. They were interrupted by Miss Bennet, who came to fetch her mother's tea. This is a parade, he cried he. Which does one good. It gives such an elegance to misfortune. Another day I will do the same. I will sit in my library in my nightcap and powdering gown and give as much trouble as I can. Or perhaps I may defer it till Kitty runs away. I'm not going to run away, Papa, said Kitty fretfully. If I should ever go to Brighton, I would behave better than Lydia. You go to Brighton. I would not trust you so near it as Eastburn for 50 pounds. No, Kitty. This is the short end of the stick for the younger sibling, right? <laughs> no, Kitty. I have last learnt to be cautious, and you will feel the effects of it. No officer is ever to enter my house again, nor even to pass through the village. Balls will be asto- absolutely prohibited unless you stand up with one of your sisters, and you are never to stir out of doors until you can prove that you have spent ten minutes of every day in a rational manner. Kitty who took all of these with a serious light, began to cry. Well, well, said he, do not make yourself unhappy. If you are a good girl for the next ten years, I will take you to review at the end of them. I just, the dripping sarcasm, Remus is having such a good time with that blanket, the dripping sarcasm of Mr. Bennett as he's like picking up the pieces and like needing to verbalize some very new real boundaries of mm-hmm. how like, oh, Kitty, I'm sorry, you're not going to have a nice time because Brighton and no officers mm-hmm. for you. Well, yeah. and keep in mind, too, Lydia is actually younger than Kitty. Is she? Yes. Lydia okay. is the Lydia's youngest. Lydia the youngest. So this is even more horrifying I for Kitty. Me- okay. Because she's like, oh, my God. Yep. Like, uh, so well, Kitty is older. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, um, yeah, Lydia is the youngest, then Kitty, then Mary. Then Mary. And then Elizabeth. And, and then, then Jane. Jane. Yeah. Okay. And so that's what's even more shocking. Oh, like, my gosh. Oh, the youngest is married worse. before everybody else. Oh, and why she's so smug about it when she comes back after her wedding. And like, oh, oh Jane, oh, yeah. no, I get to walk first because now I'm a married lady. Mm-hmm. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. The 
How Mr. and Mrs. Bennett ride this wave is so different for both of them. As yeah, as we move forward, so then, so then Lizzie's hanging out, and like all of this trash has happened, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're in the process of receiving letters where it's like, okay, we found her. Okay, we're pretty sure that we can get her married, and she'll be okay. She won't be poor. And we'll discharge those debts. And oh my gosh, uncle must have just funded all of these debts to be discharged. That's amazing. Like mm-hmm. 5000 10000 How can they even manage to repay this? And so they're finding all of this out. And during this, also, we have an unexpected guest that drives up and knocks on the door and everyone's like, who the heck is it? And it's Lady Catherine de Bourgh, one of the most iconic characters. And I just love, I love the garden scene that she uh, does with Elizabeth, where, I mean, you know, we're going to read it. You know, we're going to, we're going to take a second. This is also horrifying. Oh my gosh, Morgan. It's every time that I see it in the movies and how it's portrayed every time, because yes. I've seen it portrayed like softly. I've seen mm-hmm. it portrayed kind of like, pompously and silly and everything Mm -hmm. but just her the the like the audacity that she's experiencing questioning lizzie and being like how you know hearing her um like internal monologue for lizzie of like well she's like i'm not gonna answer your that wasn't a question why should i answer you Mm -hmm. that's not a question Say something. I need to find it. Give me a second. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. No, this is. Ugh. I absolutely that scene also shocks me. I forget about Lady Catherine de Bourgh mm-hmm. every single time, mm-hmm. and so every single time I just and and I've seen the movie so many times. You know, this is probably the third time that I've read through the book, and I always forget that she comes back, and so it's always shocking for me, and. <laughs> It always gets me off guard. And then I feel so awkward and my whole body tenses up because, first of all, she just starts off as inappropriate for me. And I'm like, wow, this is wildly inappropriate. Like you said, just showing up unannounced, randomly unannounced, like completely disrupting the household. Miss Bennett, Mrs. Bennett is falling over herself to like welcome her to her home. And she's so rude to Lizzie's mother. She's (gasps) so rude. And she really then starts to get abusive. And it's like, oh, now we've passed just like the rude and, you know, awkward phase. And now she's just downright being hurtful yeah. and like actually being abusive and attacking her. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lizzie, the fact that she stays composed like that. She's a mistress of herself. Amazing to Ugh. me because that is for me a situation where I just go into fight mode and I'd be like, dude, you're on my property. I'm going to kick your ass right now. <laughs> like, this is so uncalled for. <laughs> you're done. You're done. I just, when she, oh, I have, oh, give me a second. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> when the microphone cuts out, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's like, yeah. So inappropriate and then turns violent. And and like you said, the audacity. Because it's funny you say that word and I smiled because that was the exact word that I was thinking as I was listening to that. The audacity of this person. Because I just 
uh, I imagine Lady Catherine de Bourgh just, you know, get in her carriage thinking, oh, I'll teach these peasants. I'm going to go drive. They're probably not doing anything important right now. That's right. I'm going to go show up unannounced and embarrass her mother, be rude to her sisters, and then get her alone and make her admit these things. Okay. So here was just, here's our, here's our little taste of um, her audacity. Audacity. Uh, Miss Bennett replied her ladyship in an angry tone. You ought to know that I am not to be trifled with. But however insincere you may choose to be, you shall not find me so. My character has never been celebrated. Excuse me. My character has ever been celebrated for its sincerity and frankness. And in a cause of such moment as this, I shall certainly not depart from it. A report of a most alarming nature reached me two days ago. I was told that not only your sister was on the point of being most advantageously married, but that you, that Miss Elizabeth Bennet, would in all likelihood be soon afterwards united to my nephew, my own nephew, Mr. Darcy. Though I know it must be a scandalous falsehood, though I would not injure him too much, I would not injure him so much as to suppose the truth of it possible. I ins- I ins- I instantly, Morgan, I instantly instantly resolved on setting off for this place that I might make my sentiments known to you. And can you just imagine her whole angry scowl the whole way to Lizzie's house, just in the carriage, just being so angry. It's, I love that she's just like, um, everyone knows that I'm just such a chill person and never get all wrapped up. And everyone knows that, I just cannot be trifled with. And it's just impossible that this news would be true. And now I'm here to yell about it in front of you. Yeah, because you have nothing better to do. You weren't in the middle of anything. Bother Lizzie Mm -hmm. about this. It's a rumor you heard. Yeah. A rumor. She says, if you believed it impossible to be true, said Elizabeth, coloring with astonishment and disdain. I wonder you took the trouble of coming so far. Mm-hmm. What could your ladyship propose by it? Her, no. her drama. Steeped, drama. steeped in sarcasm. I just, this whole exchange between her, it's almost like a, like a fencing match. It's like a mm-hmm. duel of just like her coming in. She's the undefeated champion. And here's Lizzie. And she's like the underdog. And she, I mean, but then Lady Catherine is like, admit it. Like, mm-hmm. is this true? And she's like, nah, bruh. He hasn't proposed to me, so mm-hmm. bye. And then she has to have another feeling about all of these feelings that Lady Catherine de Bourgh brought into her garden mm-hmm. and vomited all over her. Yeah. It's all the things that Lizzie is insecure about, and she's got this semi-random-ass person yep. coming over, this pompous person coming over, throwing them all in her face Yeah, completely at a random, unannounced time. Again, we're in our home clothes we are Recall. in our home clothes. Mm-hmm. My hair is down. Not expecting company. Oh my gosh. I'm not wearing my petticoat. Nope. Horrifying. Okay. It's absolutely horrifying. And it's, yeah, she's just the worst. It's trash Lady behavior. It's trash behavior. It is trash behavior. In like riches. Yeah. It's, but we know she just wants the drama. Yeah. It's uh, and thrives on the drama. This is like the dynasty matriarch energy that was like so hot back then, and why mm-hmm. Mr. Collins is a little fanboy for everything Rosings. And oh, yeah, you know, it's like 
I just the the ability for someone to go in and demand knowledge of someone of this scandalous of nature, like what a scandal this mm-hmm. would be if it were secretly true this whole time or whatever that Lady Catherine is imagining. Yes. And she's confronting Elizabeth with the mere possibility of a promised man, a bit, a, I mean, essentially like planned wedding mm-hmm. is essentially being pushed her, down the aisle in her in brain. her mind yeah because here's the thing they've we, been betrothed we've now gotten to know Darcy enough where Darcy we like I believe him as a reader to be an honorable man and so like yeah. this whole thing is happening and I'm just thinking like Lady Catherine de Bourgh you are delusional yeah because there's no way like if Darcy actually had an agreement with somebody if he was arranged like he would honor that because he's a man of his word, and we know that about Darcy now. Yeah. So that whole thing was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Use the choices you're making. Kitty cat, Lady Catherine, what yeah. are you doing? Kitty cat, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> she came out with her claws in this one. No, she did, and then she didn't have a foot to stand on. As soon as Elizabeth was like, well, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." No, and the thing too that I like is that. Lady Catherine, she is used to people just fawning over her because, you know, like you said, Mr. Collins, just all about Lady Catherine. And it's all about the image and, you know, the the title. It's what it's all about. And Lady Catherine is super into her title and her position. Mm -hmm. And she definitely exploits it. And she makes people feel small. She belittles people around her. She has her pew at church. She really likes that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so... To have this moment with Lizzie where she comes in and she is like, it is very clear, like she is meaning to be aggressive, like this move and the way that she's coming at Lizzie, like this is meant to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, This is not a friendly visit whatsoever. It's wildly inappropriate and it's hurtful. And so the fact that this is all happening and Lizzie stands her ground, like Lizzie knows her worth she stands up for who she is she fights for herself um and respect is the utmost top priority respecting herself and respecting others so lady catherine de Berg's coming at her with all this disrespect and she's like no not in my house on my I land. don't think so in my garden yeah morgan read this last paragraph she on this page right it. here that last one, it's at the end of their exchange after Lady Catherine is like, oh, my nephew and my daughter have uh, just a, you know, very specific uh, arrangement. And then Lizzie comes in in that last paragraph near mm-hmm. the bottom of that page with some fire. Yes. And I had heard it before. But what is it to me? If there is no other objective to my marrying your nephew... I shall certainly not be kept from it by knowing that his mother and aunt wished him to marry Miss DeBerg. Girl! (sighs) You both did as much as you could in planning the marriage. Its completion depended on others. If Mr. Darcy is neither by honor nor inclination confirmed to his cousin, why is it not to make another choice? And if I am that choice, why may I not accept him? Oh, hmm. If I am not that choice, See? 
Because that's just Why it. Why not See? him? That's just I it. I just love that, that She's whole like, thing. She's like, hey, this is delusional. It's just perfect that okay. that's what you're talking about because it was like, yes, yes. Because Ugh. so this is I love this whole thing because and and Lizzie just she oh, stands man, her ground. Fi- she is fire. Yeah. I wish I wish to aspire to that mm. level of class because here's I again I would have just been in fight mode. Yeah. I would have just been like flames on the side of my head. <laughs> I am burning. <laughs> So you would not have been able to utter a line like, whatever my connections may be, if your nephew does not mm. object to them, they can be nothing to you. You wouldn't have been poetry. able to get that out because no. of the flames. Yeah. Just like yep. fire. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's just. Dang. My, I'm just this whole thing. This whole section. <sighs> I mean, DeBerg is uh, right. Oh. Because secretly, like they're not betrothed, but like there is a pitter patter. And can you imagine now, like not. Elizabeth walking away from this conversation? Now, this entirely, mm-hmm. how does she even begin to talk to anyone about this? Like she can't talk to Charlotte because Charlotte no, is now like adjacent to fanboy Collins. Like they're fine, yeah, but like it's not inner circle anymore. Jane is heartbroken a still, yep. right? Jane is still just heartbroken. It's the worst. Lydia. Lydia's gone. Fucking ran <sighs> off with Wickham. With Wickham. That just whole mess. Choices. And so it's just like, well, can't even there. Yeah. And now Wickham is her brother-in-law. And it's just like, we all know what a sleaze he is. Yeah. That whole situation was so rude. Oh, cringe. Again, cringe. TBM. Yep. That's a tight butthole moment. That's a tight butthole moment. You know? That's an abpod tight butthole moment. Oh, cringe. You know, just after the wedding and they all come to visit the Bennett family mm-hmm. and everyone's just looking at Wickham like, we all know you're such a fucking sleaze and we don't know how to pain you to take our daughter and marry her, but it's happening and we're not going to ask questions. We're not going to ask where the money so came thankful, from, but we're still not going to. We're suspicious. We're not going to be nice to you, but we're not going <laughs> to worry about it. And we're just not going to look you in the <laughs> eyes directly. But there's a sweet moment. <sighs> there's a sweet moment where, yeah, they take a moment to have an exchange. And then Lizzie and Wickham walk over the threshold together to like join the party. And it's kind of like a symbolic moment of like, well, this is what happens in family. And family is about mm-hmm. choices. Yep. <laughs> That's that's the short. Welcome to my TED talk. Family's about choices. And sometimes you say, OK, this is now where we are and we must mm-hmm. make the best of it for just the mental health and well-being of mm-hmm. you can't be all torn up about it anymore. She can't. Mm-hmm. She can't. I mean, remember when she had a crush on him, Morgan? Yes. <gasps> Awkward. I know. And she sets some new boundaries on that walk with him because mm-hmm. he his bad boy behavior starts peeking out and to me as i'm you know listening to this i'm picking up he's trying to reel her into some gossip and you know stuff about the darcy's and she totally picks up on that she and she's smarter than that and she knows exactly what's up now and she knows that well, God dang it, stupid Wickham is here to stay. He's my brother-in-law now. Can't get rid of him. Mm-hmm. He and my sister are going to have kids. Like, this it's going to be, this, this is, is it. And okay. so right. she knows tight, 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 she tight, tight, has cool, to figure cool, out cool, how cool, to, cool. like, live with this person. 
Um, but also set new boundaries because she's like, no, I'm not going to get wrapped up in your fucking drama. You keep that shit to yourself. I'm not playing these games. Like, you don't get to have fun with me. We don't get to frolic in the fields yeah. and you don't get talk about our the- dreams and things we like mm-hmm. anymore. Goodbye, sir. Yeah. That is done. Yeah. Door is closed. It's just she also you knows lost. his previous bad behavior, too. Oh, uh, with, with Georgiana. Yes. It just absolutely. We have. Despicable. There's no time disgusting. to go into no. the layers of how absolutely atrocious that's going to have to be for our next read through because Ew. trash. Ew. Trash. <sighs> trash. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Morgan. Yeah. What else you got for us? I, I just, see you looking in your book. Yeah. My book. You had some. I had one more moment dog that I just wanted to do. It's we're going to skip that letter, but there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of letter writing in this last half. And Morgan, would you like to do a Lydia? Would you like to do a Lydia? So much letter writing. No, I, I like just, when you read. You want to do Lydia? Yeah, okay. I like when you read. <sighs> Lydia and I just sit back and listen. is one of my favorite, like, Regency era fuck girls. Oh, you know, that's just. Total Regency I, I, era fuck girl. And like, I, I she <laughs> comes at a place of true innocence and not even knowing what kind of man she got herself tangled up into and what kind of, like, damage she avoided. But let's just bask really quick in her feelings of superiority Mm, uh, for her current situation. My dear Lizzie, I wish you joy. If you love Mr. Darcy half as well as I do, my dear Wickham, you must be very happy. It's a great comfort to have you so rich. And when you have nothing else to do, I hope you will think of us as I'm sure Wickham would like a place at court very much, and I do not think that we will have quite money enough to live upon without some help. Any place will do, of course. About three or four hundred a year, but, however, do not speak to Mr. Darcy about it, if you would rather not. XOXO, your sister, Lydia! <laughs> Barf. Just, that is such, like, littlest sister energy. Reading it out Ooh. loud, for me, Samantha, reading it out loud and hearing these words pass my lips, it's when you read it on paper, sometimes you don't realize just how, just, just in your face, presumptuous, like, mm-hmm. don't talk to your hubby about it, just send me, like, three or four a year, don't even worry about it, sister. Any place will do. Yeah. It's Jane is just tying up all of these relationships and landing these characters like in their the next leg of their journey. And Lydia is very aware that it's not going to be a prosperous life with Wickham. And she's very much more in love with him than he is with her. She and this is the chosen journey. I think is like honestly just totally oblivious. Mm-hmm. I really do think that. I don't like and I wonder, I always wonder this about Lydia. I wonder how long it will take her to realize that Wickham is trash. Yeah. And I want, like, you know, is it going to be three months? Yeah. Is it going to be when they have their first kid? Oh. Is it going to be after, like, five kids? Oh. <laughs> like, when will oh. he have his first mistress? Because these are the all Regency these are era. all the things in her future. And, you know, Jane and Elizabeth know this. They are very aware, which is why they're so somber about it. Yeah. And just like, well, they're, they're, like, not even mad at Lydia. They just feel sympathy for her. They just like, really feel for her and like mourn for their sister yeah. because she's put herself they, in a path. They know that that will not be prosperous. Mm-hmm. 
and Lydia just does not seem to be aware yet. Yeah. Someday Lydia is going to mm. be reaching back out to the family for whatever resources. <sighs> it's I love, though, that it's all of these are kind of dolloped to an end and us as a reader just can imagine, OK, well, here's all the variables mm-hmm. that we know that we're finding everyone in. Morgan, we need to shut up about Lydia because Jane, Jane was able to be in love with Bingley because the whole way that Lizzie and Darcy have that conversation about he's how he's like, yeah, I kind of like came back to woo you and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I figured out that I loved you, I was like, well, crap, I have to I have to tell Bingley my shenanigans and that I kind of steered him away from your sister. And like he makes right in that conversation with Elizabeth. Yeah. And then Shane and Bingley just get to be happy forever. And all I want this whole book besides Lizzie's happiness is Jane's peace and Jane's happiness. Yep. She didn't deserve any of these shenanigans that she was caught up in in this whole story. None of it. <sighs> like they're just going to be the cutest couple forever and ever and ever. Forever and like, ever. Like they're just going to be rich and have fun and just like be nice and do good deeds. Mm-hmm. I bet they'll do like, you know, volunteer work among the community. Yeah. Like they'll like host a picnic on their property every year for everybody Christmas or some shit dinner. like that. Yep. Hundred percent. God, it's so cute. I can't Ugh. ship them so hard. Me too. Just couples goals. The idea of yeah, throwing throwing parties on your estate mm-hmm. and entertaining mm-hmm. people at your lakes and in your woods. It's just so mm. Pemberley and all of the loveliness that Lizzie and Jane get to experience, and we as the reader just like get to give them a hug and say, okay, now. Go enjoy your life at Pemberley and go enjoy your life at not mm, Netherfield. Is it Netherfield? Netherfield. Bingley's property? Yeah. Yep. Netherfield. I think so. See, here's the problem. We're now. I don't have my book with me. Embarking on the journey. I am so. It's so chaotic. Where I'm going. I was like, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to start getting characters mixed up. I'm going to start getting properties yes. mixed up when we get into Mansfield Park, which is next. That's what I'm stressed out about. OK, mm-hmm. but going to need another character chart. We, for I, sure. We're going to need another character chart. Yeah. 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 Um, but Jane and Bingley get like they're happily ever after. And mm-hmm. we get a couple cute quips from um, Mr. Bennett at the end saying that, you know, Willoughby, excuse me, Wickham. Wickham. See, too many W There's names. too many W names. But Wickham is his favorite but Jane and Lizzie's husbands both come in at close seconds. And just that's one of his lines Again, near the oh, end of the book. And it's, sass we're just getting a little <laughs> bit of sass Bennett. from Mr. Bennett on the way out. Jane's just like Get writing these characters out of the book Stop and just being like, and there you go, Mr. Bennett. Parting words, XOXO. She just did write by a lot of characters in this book. It's just so, you can see why it stands the test of time. It's an immaculate work of oh so many feelings that, I mean... And of course, in the ending, we get one of my favorite things, which is a double wedding. Yeah, I love a double wedding. Oh, a double wedding, sister wedding. Oh my gosh, well, it could be better. It's so cute. It's it's, like everyone's already here. Let's just do it too. Come on, yeah. Split the bell. It's (laughs) so adorable. It's so adorable. And like how they do it in each of the adaptations Uh. in the movies too. And because they do give us the sister wedding moment in the movie and in the, the show series. and everything. And it's different flavors, but it's yeah. just so joyous and just such a fun, like, mm-hmm. fun way to end the story. And it's like, well, 
you guys did it. Like you're also congratulations to Mrs. Bennett. She got another three, three of your girls, three off. So she gets to yell about it as much as she wants. And she does in the last couple. We're not going to read it. But near the end, Mm -hmm. there's a whole section and it's just a lot of exclamation marks. And it's Mrs. Bennett talking about how excited she is for how Lizzie's getting like 10,000 a year and Lydia's betrothed Mm -hmm. and everyone's happy. And Mrs. Bennett at the end of the book gets to yell about it. Yeah. And. I'm really happy that her character got to experience that catharsis because she was so frustrated she, at the beginning of the book. Ooh, she worked hard. Girl mm-hmm. had a plan. <laughs> she she had a plan. worked her ass off mm-hmm. and she did it. This book is really a tribute to Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. It's really about <laughs> she parenting. She did it. Yeah. This is really a book about parenting. This is this is a book about how to succeed at parenting. How to succeed with at Mrs. Bennett. With Mrs. <laughs> Hey, oh. married off three of our five girls. Oh, the book go. cover, <laughs> the book cover of that. I'm just imagining. Oh. Yeah, that's beautiful. What great characters! I now we're now we are Classic. like going into uncharted territory. Yes. So this, you're right. This is we're done with Pride and Prejudice. We've done. Give it a hug, you two guys. Of the six, we are a third. Wow. Up the way through the year with our Jane Austen. That's wild. That's wild. Oh my gosh, that's wild. And so yeah. you can join us for another episode of Pod next week when we're going to be talking about best buds. Mm-hmm. But on the fourth Wednesday of this month, we are going to do another book nook and we're going to do Mansfield Park part one. Neither of us have read this book or seen any of the adaptations. Mm-hmm. I know Fanny Price is the lead character. Yep. And I know she... I didn't even know that. ...doesn't have a lot of money and goes to live with, like, some rich relatives and then falls in love. I mean, spoiler alert. And I think she's... <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. Classic we, Austin. It's, uh, we'll see how we need to rock through it with a combination of books, audiobooks, movies, and TV shows. However you like your Austin digest it i don't know what adaptations are out there Mm -hmm. what puppetry is on youtube but you guys i've never read mansfield park morgan's never read Mm -hmm. mansfield park and so we are ready to have opinions that we don't even know exist yet so Mm -hmm. come join us for that um on the fourth wednesday of the month for book nook and hope to see you next week but until then have a good one we love you guys